Welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 68, and we're at the start of a new season, season Raging 20s, or I guess weird 20s, however it is you really want to phrase it. Whatever happens this next decade, I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. So as we get ready to roll into this next season after uh, the previous season that just ended, season bull run, it's time for you know some, something, something exciting to happen. So this, this season, we're talking to um, folks that are working on very interesting use cases that are kind of familiar, but are approaching um, their kind of like niche in a very interesting way um, technologically. And so that being said, uh, we're going to have a very interesting guest on today from the Sabler Project. And so we'll get more back on that in a second. So we're going to dive right into there uh, this season. And so Dee and Petty are back again uh, for season Raging 20s. And so, gentlemen, if you could give yourselves an introduction to the show for number 68. Hi, see, it's good to be back here for the War 20s or the Raging 20s, see. (laughs) Pick up my zoot suit on the way from my tailor. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think that's how they talk. (laughs) And listen to jazz and did coke. No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm D. Uh, <laughs> you know me. I'm excited for season raging twenties. I'm gonna go pick up my four foot long cigarette right now. I oh, like. Man. I literally have. I have no. I have no other references for the twenties. I know nothing about. All, all I know is fancy hats and long cigarettes <laughs> and, and racism. <laughs> That's all I can think. Of. I do not have a good intro like that. Dr. Corey Petty is always here to ask questions and learn stuff for the raging 20s. Let's go, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. And and like I said, we we have another awesome gentleman uh, joining us today as we sort of explore really interesting and novel use cases uh, in the space. Maybe not every episode this season will be like that. I mean, I always try and say that we're going to trend for a certain sort of like kind of topical alignment, but I mean, it's really just whoever the hell I want to have on the show. So like, there's no promises here, um, but, but, but of course I'm, I'm joined today um, by the CEO and founder of Sablier, um, Paul Berg. And so Paul, if you would be so kind as to uh, introduce yourself to the audience uh, and give us a little breakdown on who you are as a person, before we start understanding your, your business and um, the project that you've built. Hey, Steven. So uh, first things first, thank you very much for the invite. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um, I am an engineer and, uh, as you said, like founder of this project called Sabier. And uh, all of my age of life, I've been building software um, and been involved in the uh, startup ecosystem. Uh, three years ago, I, I joined the like blockchain world it was kind of boring way to get in i was uh, i was watching the prices but i i said to myself that there must be some kind of uh, like fundamental value behind uh, all the hype so uh, i discovered smart contracts and uh, fell in love and that's what i did uh, um, in the meantime 
I, I worked briefly for this company called Aztec, where uh, I helped develop their privacy protocol on Ethereum, um, which was really fun because we had to do like zero knowledge proofs um, and uh, all, all sorts of interesting uh, tech. And uh, in the meantime, I, I started this company called Sablier, where we are building the uh, so-called protocol for real-time finance on, on Ethereum. Um, so that would be me in a nutshell. Okay. So now that you are um, in this space now more formally and you've gotten your feet wet and you've kind of looked beyond the veil of what you perceived as empty hype, um, uh, what led you to start working on the project that you're working on now uh, with Sabler? I mean, I know that it's one of the more newer, or interesting projects that folks have been getting excited about over the past few weeks, months, um, and you know, even got a nice shout out from uh, Vitalik himself. So, 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 walk us through, um, you know, on a high level first, uh, what Sabler is looking to accomplish, and then we'll get more into cool ideas like use cases, where that's going, and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, so there were two important moments in uh, thinking about uh, Sabler at the beginning. The first one when was when I was um, I, I realized that I mean the the market for piracy in, in software is big, uh, and that is happening because developers or engineers or people don't want to pay up front for for products like um, Adobe Photoshop and, and stuff like that. So uh, the problem with with uh, the subscription economy in general is that you normally have to pay up front for something, and you can't know what you will get beforehand. Free trials are, are, are uh, a way to, to solve the problem, but I argue they are in inefficient uh, way. So that was the first thing. Uh, the other one was uh, getting my paycheck delayed. And that was really annoying because I was, um, I was in London and I was shorting the pound uh, during the Brexit uh, you know, show. And um, the issue was that I had to pay rent in pounds, but I was uh, selling it so you can see the issue between between not getting paid on time but i knew about smart contract and with with ethereum uh, code it doesn't make any sense to have delays um in fact with in smart contract you can do real-time finance by the second so i love the idea i couple those things together and i realized that uh there there is a market gap in in building a standard a protocol for uh, real-time finance where people can um, set up financial contracts where the payment is done by the second. And in exchange for that, you give some value in return, even if that is a subscription or that is some labor, um, that's up to you. So those were the two like, big highlights uh, from the early days. Now, man, when you say <clears throat> protocol, um, obviously, of course, you know, we can mean quite a few different things here. So, so Sabler, in essence, uh, is just like a series of uh, on-chain contracts. Maybe just explain to us, uh, you know, uh, briefly uh, the architecture there uh, for V1 of Sabler. For sure. Um, so Sabler has two components. The first one is what you said. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the smart contracts that we built, and those are um, open source and free to verify for everyone. They have been audited twice. Um, but the second component is is our um, user friendly web interface. In fact, mm -hmm. we did start from the interface because um, we like value uh, end users more than anything. Uh, they are the ones that we serve, uh, not necessarily the crypto geeks that love to uh, review contracts. But in mm -hmm. any case, the way uh, those smart contracts work um, in in V one. Um, 
is actually quite simple. And they are based on uh, an ERC standard that I wrote two years ago called ERC1620 for, for the geeks that listen to this. Um, and uh, I, I think I should go through like a basic example of, of the flow of, create, uh, of creating a stream. Um, so if we take a salary worth say 3000 die and uh, a duration of 30 days, the way it works now is that the company would take that money and put it on Sabre on day one. Uh, after you make this uh, deposit in, in our smart contract, the money has not been paid. It is sitting in the contract, but it is, it is rightfully still owned by the company. Now, the trick is in now like letting time pass. So if we let, say, uh, 10 days pass, 10 days, uh, from from 30 days means that a third of the time has passed, which means that the recipient, or in this case the employee, would have uh, been streamed or paid uh, 1,000 die from from 3,000. Mm -hmm. And this is a trustless contract that we have no control over. Anyone can do this for any kind of application, not just payroll and not just 30 days. But this is how roughly it works. And uh, yeah. And so, uh, like that being said, uh, with version, you know, V1, uh, you know, we are trying to abstract away as much complexity for the end user experience, as you, like you've stated, uh, you know, when it comes down to, uh, you know, gas usage, those types of payments, things like that, have most of those things been abstracted away or are, are a lot of those still present in the current user experience for V1? Uh, I am biased, of course, but I think the easier experience is quite good now, um, thanks mm -hmm. to that ERC-1620. Um, mm -hmm. And you only pay gas when you create a new payment, um, which is roughly 300,000 gas. Mm -hmm. And then the money gets streamed, but um, the uh, streaming happens in the contract itself. So um, there's no need to make withdrawals every second. Of course, you can make withdrawals every day if you want to. and you would have to pay a bit of gas, roughly the price of an ERC-20 transfer to get your money back to your Ethereum address. Um, and I would I would add a follow-up there by saying that you can even abstract away this for users because mm -hmm. we have a relayer system that we built on top. And you can, if, if you are one of our customers, we can abstract everything away from you and you don't even have to pay gas. So there are many things that, that, that could be done to make the UX even better, but even the core protocol is, is um, uh, very efficient in terms of gas costs and UX for users. Yeah, and I saw, I saw somewhere in one of your contracts, I think payroll.sol, like you guys like referencing like the gas station network, is that what you mean by like relayers to abstract away that complexity? Uh, that too, but there's also another one. So in, in, in that contract, there, there are two uh, there are actually two relayer systems. Uh, the second one being, um, so the first one is what you said, open Zeppelin's gas network. We have integrated that. And the second one is a very simple uh, whitelist that we did. So for every stream that um, you can create, um, we can add a relayer that can can do withdrawals in the name of the recipient. Also, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Very well designed. No, I like this. Very good. Great, great, great version with like V1. I really like the simplicity of it all. Uh, I didn't know that you were the author uh, of that particular standard. That's awesome. 
Um, so that being said, uh, Corey D, do you have any questions for Paul or else I'm going to keep digging into him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I, so I guess essentially this is a quick, quick answer probably is you're trying to be like the payroll company. I put that in quotations of, of Ethereum. Like instead of, you know, somebody having a payroll company, they just deposit the die to you guys and then you distribute it as they set. Uh, that is a bold statement. Uh, we try to be, oh, sorry. Uh, so I said that we, we, uh, don't try to be the payroll company of Ethereum. We try to be the backbone for, uh, money streaming on Ethereum. And it just happens. It is a coincidence that, uh, like payroll and salaries are a very good application for, for, for what we do. Mm. It's, it's, well, I guess, does it translate well to like, I imagine if you're going to be streaming payments, uh, like to people to pay for payroll purposes, um, like, does it translate well to like more traditional businesses? Because I find that it it might be kind of difficult. And I guess, I guess in the in, in real in real life, that's not just digital services being provided. Is actual like, you know, like a like a brick and mortar company. Can they? What would be their use for streaming payments to their employees? Uh, that is a fair point. Uh, and we have to look first at the benefit that the employee has, and secondly, the uh, technical friction for that. Uh, for the employee, if you are um, living on like paycheck to paycheck, Sabler is the best thing that could happen to you uh, because you you know that you have a predictable source of income every second, and um, that is like more fair, more transparent, and it is a different way to think about money. Uh, admittedly, for high-income workers, they might not need this right now. But um, for for the vast majority of people, Sabre is something that would would give them more financial freedom. Now, um, for for what you said specifically with brick and mortar companies, uh, I admit that like to, nowadays we um, we are like early stage in in um, in in what is getting normal uh, average people to use Ethereum. Uh, smart contracts, but we are getting there. Uh, I mean, we uh, integrated op the Open Zeppelin gas uh, gas station network for a purpose, and there are many things going on. So um, while a brick and mortar company couldn't use it uh, right now, there is there is no good argument to be made why that couldn't happen in a few years' time. Mm. And there's a lot of brick and mortar companies that not not only their employees are living paycheck to paycheck. But they're living paycheck to paycheck too. So I would imagine like something like streaming payments, it'd probably be something they wouldn't want to do. All right. I mean, that'd be tough. Well, if you uh, think about streaming as uh, a core financial uh, option, um, the clients that those brick and mortar companies have, maybe they would also be interested in streaming. So you, you can connect mm -hmm. the dots and essentially create a streaming economy where. Um, you know, there are no delays anymore, and then there are no uh, payday loans and stuff like that. So that would be a more fair economy. And that's the argument that we make. It is a hypothesis at the moment, but it is a strong one, I would argue. So I would imagine a user experience kind of like <clears throat> kind of like TV channels where it's like I subscribe to multiple different types of like screaming packages underneath like my one like Web3 account. And then, um, you know, I can cut off those streams at any time. So like, and I can have like my Netflix stream, my 
Google, uh, excuse me, like my iCloud account stream, my, you know, whatever. And like, any of those are, I can easily like kind of like cut on and off like a fire hose. Um, is the idea to like basically have like some sort of like API that enables any of these different companies to plug in and create these different channels and allow people to easily from some UX like cut in, cut on and off these streams? Like what's the, what's, what's the user experience kind of kind of evolve into? That is exactly the vision. And uh, to paint the picture better, I would I would briefly shield here uh, Savior mm -hmm. V2. So uh, V1 is this like the simple way to create a stream which has uh, a fixed value and a fixed duration. Uh, mm -hmm. V2 is um, is going to be exactly what you said. That is a way where you can firstly change streams. So going mm -hmm. from your salary um, and using that real-time salary to pay for iCloud, to pay for Netflix, to pay for, mm -hmm. for whatever, uh, to pay for rent. And secondly, um, to tokenize those streams. And mm -hmm. this opens up a mm -hmm. few very interesting applications um, because if you have, mm -hmm. uh, say, a non-fungible token attached to those streams, what happens is that you can create a marketplace and mm -hmm. uh, you can interoperate with any other Ethereum protocol. So you can imagine you know, maybe getting a loan on that on-chain uh, predictable cash flow, or maybe you can do a bond, or uh, I mean, the the Ooh. imagination is the limit here. But or I can buy, a, or I can buy a bas or I can buy like a basket set of streaming services, kind of like set protocol. Where yeah, so like, that's what I was gonna. Money. That's what I wanted uh, to jump in yeah. here. Uh, we we did so our for status, and one of my coworkers, um, we do these like build weeks where we stop doing the projects we currently work on and just build something for fun. Um, and one of the people within the company, uh, Barry, created the idea of streaming payments so that uh, as status employees, we could like opt into the idea of just having our paycheck streamed to us. But a part of what he built into this is what you, what you guys were just alluding to was the concept of uh, basically streaming into, um, into DeFi so that you gain interest on your on your income as it sits until you'd like to withdraw it or something like that. So instead, this gives you know anyone the option. Say if I'm getting paid in some type of some type of streaming payment, it just goes into basically a pool that then makes interest on that pool until it comes to the point where I may need it. And so that gives me the option where I could take the money if I need it, or just let it sit like a normal paycheck and earn interest simultaneously while serving the function of kind of becoming the back end for a lot of the uh, like DeFi applications that need that type of um, lockup and capitalization. Have y'all thought about things like that? Or is that the kind of total goal of this type of thing? Uh, that is an interesting approach. And um, I would say that we are not focusing on on interest streaming. So if you think about things like Compound or Artai, those are um, the, um, the main proposals of, of lending and, and interest streaming. Yeah. And what we do is um, we allow people to stream that collateral. So uh, instead of putting some collateral and earning interest, what you do with Sabler is you take that collateral and that is the thing that gets streamed. Um, and I, I think both ways are fine, but the the uh, the awesome approach to this is combining them using CDI. So CDI is like your SC20 token that I'm sure you guys know about that mm -hmm. you can earn interest with. And uh, as we speak right now, I'm actually being paid in real time with Sabier myself, and I'm using CDI for that, which means that every second I get some a, a bit of CDI in my account, but I'm also earning interest mm. at the same time. So it's like 
compounding Sexy. every second, which is pretty mind blowing. But uh, yeah, sounds like the future, Paul. What's the rate on that? I want some of that. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I haven't calculated it, but it's like six. Yeah. I think six percent uh, annually, like APR. That's not too bad. Better than zero or less. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, nah, it's so, got to be greater than or equal to three. That's the rule of thumb. Well, how about, how about this, Paul? What's been kind of the most important lesson that stuck out through your early, um, you know, efforts in building out Sabler? Because you guys have, you know, a very well-designed product. You guys got a lot of really great attention. Um, but what, what, what's, what, what's been like the largest struggle thus far or, or, you know, thing that you've learned the most that's like, just like plainly stuck out as something that other people should probably be aware of. Sure. Uh, there's quite a few things. So these days with Ethereum, uh, as a founder, I think by and large, the biggest issue in bottleneck is, uh, getting an audit or like getting someone to, uh, approve your smart contract as being safe. Um, maybe this was particularly a problem for us because we are, we were like talking to, to people to put in quite a bit of money. I mean, if, if I want to have a company putting in 3000 die, they want to background check us and stuff like that. Um, so they were asking for, you know, like audits who verify this contract and so on and so forth. And if you just are like starting out from, you know, from your basement and you don't have money for audits, which are quite expensive. That is a problem. So the lesson there is try to, you know, like get weave yourself into the community and get to know others or get to know people from Open Zeppelin from, from, from the Open Zeppelin community and try to reuse as many contracts as possible to get your uh, like audit costs down. That would be the first thing. Um, and the second thing is that there is a lot of missing infrastructure when it comes to user interactions. So if you want to design a DAP, um, there, there's a number of, of libraries that you can use, but they're all primitive and, and new. So there's no good place to, um, to go to. And, you know, I want to make this app for, for X, uh, for, for my audience. And I, I can use this. No, it's, it's like you have to experiment yourself and, and try on your things. But again, for, for both of those problems, Twitter and the uh, the uh, like some communities like Open Zeppelin are a good place to be in. But I did not know these things before I started the company. So yeah, hmm. this is starting to get a lot sexier as I think about it. So if so, say I wanted to stream payments to an address, but then somebody like say my community, if they wanted access to that address by doing things that help the community, they would have to have like I guess a permission token. I don't know. We could smart that shit up, then they could get paid <laughs> through that address. So I could have just this constant like pile of money that's being streamed to an address. And then they could then say, hey, I did something for your community. I think I deserve a little bit of that scratch. And then I could like say, yeah, you get a cut. Let me stream some juice to you. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you say it that way. Uh, free. So uh, I did not understand the juice part, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so it's not juice; it's money. But I'm just saying. Oh like, yeah, of course, of course. 
uh, I was just kidding. But uh, what we were thinking to do is, uh, and I, I think this uh, answers your your question and and validates your point. So what you could do with Sabler is create a pool of of charity. So the problem with with many charities nowadays is that uh, it's very hard to keep them accountable. So both the charity and uh, the people that get charity. Uh, so if you had a stream, so a pool of streams where people can um, predefine what charities they want to stream money to and uh, or, or where who whatever the recipient is, you would have a predictable rate per second for those for those um, streams and anyone could donate to this pool. And, you know, if you screen that charity over time, you can cancel the stream and get your money back for whatever money has been left from your initial deposit. So you could do the same thing for developers and incentivize, like keep them accountable on their public works um, by streaming the money. So yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm liking this now. Admittedly, yes. before this interview, I was, I had a bad taste in my mouth. Like, you know, if you just eat raw garlic, but now it's looking good. Okay, that's, thank that's you. Why we have that's why we have people on the show so we can educate our audience on all the brilliance that are on, behind the scenes on the technology that might not always be very apparent. So that being said, Paul, us and our audience at Block Channel, how can we help Sabler be more successful? Uh, is there anything that we can do to help your community grow um, as far as uh, like our listeners? Is there a way we can we check out your app? What can we do? For sure. So we are on Twitter at Savior HQ if you want to tag or ask us any questions about uh, real-time finance. But if you want to get um, into the core, into the base of the valley, you could go to our uh, DAP at um, pay, that's uh, Savior.finance, uh, which is an Ethereum DAP, works with uh, many RC20 tokens, including DAI, uh, USDC, the compound tokens, and so on. And uh, yeah, it takes less than, than uh, one minute to create a stream um, if you have the tokens. But if not, let us know and we will help you out. So that would be uh, the, the, uh, the best way for, for listeners to, to get uh, their first taste of real-time finance. For sure. And uh, we'll definitely check it out ourselves. And you know, glad to have you on the show. And once you've gotten more traction and you've got uh, all the streams available and V2 is out, come back on the show and share with us how you've grown and any other additional lessons learned that you've pulled along the way. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And you have a great day. Likewise. Bye-bye. Dang for the sober writing shit I really don't care about And I might just roll another spliff and take it right to the mouth I need something salty and some Hennessy Develop my gout and post it up on the couch Fuck niggas talking about And I'm with this shit and ain't got nothing to do Can't do it sober if you're feeling me Let baby slide through You're coming over lazy lazy So baby you're just gonna have to bend it over But you'll never can to show you that it ain't no nigga code Still bored when she lead out Delivery no Kiko I might just hit the Stokos and crack up for a loco Then post it with the bros and maybe run out the 2K Chef it up like a souffle Jet like Rude to Boudet I be in my own zone for real And I was always on my ass when I blew green till, but she just wanna see me eating like a happy meal, and so do Bob. So I live it like I die. Shop out from Red Dot. Hold on. You got your issues, I got tissues.